Hey gang, welcome back to the CrossFit Off-Road Podcast. My name is Mitch, and we are brought to you today by Motors More Jeeps out of Brainerd, Minnesota, and by Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. All right, gang, welcome back to the CrossFit Off-Road Podcast. I wanted to sit down and talk to somebody from South Dakota, and we'll get a little... Uh, uh, what I want to do is a trip coming up. So I'm being a tiny bit selfish. I have a trip to South Dakota coming up here. And my goal, I have a one day adventure where I want to plan with my wife, uh, for July 10th, uh, to the black Hills. She's running a, a half marathon with her sister and our brother-in-law and that's her 2020 goal. So, and she actually mentioned to me, she says, Mitch, you know, how about we go out there? We'll take the little Jeep out. I'll do some trails for a day. And I thought, you know, that's what I want to do. So one of my big goals is to do a few trails. They don't have to be the crazy ones, just some of the lighter ones, get to see some scenery. I do want to see a live wild buffalo. I want to see that. Uh, I have been to South Dakota, so you know I know what's out there, but I haven't been out there since I was a kid, so it's been a long time. And uh, so I just want to kind of have a little adventure. And this is going to be in the, uh, the TJ with the soft top. So it should be a quite the nine-hour drive out there since my wife doesn't like driving at all. This is just me cannonballing out there and then doing a nice little trip uh, while we were there, a nice little off-road trip. So I reached out to a Jeep club called the Black Hills Jeeps. And uh, a couple different guys I talked to, but finally I found a guy who is young enough that he knows what a podcast is. And he's with me now here virtually. This is Ty. Say hi, Ty. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> so Ty is a member of the Black Hills Jeeps club. And uh, why don't you tell us a bit about the club first off. Tell us about the Black Hills Jeeps. Yeah, so Black Hills Jeeps was founded originally by about six folks. Uh, they had shared the common interest of going outdoors and getting out in their Jeeps. It mainly started off with Cherokees, XJs, and that was around 2003. And then 2004, they discovered that just there was a lot of common interest for an all-Jeep club in general. And that's when Black Hills Jeeps got its start. Uh, so that's kind of the history of the club, how they got started. The main goal is just to promote fun recreational um, events for families to get out and enjoy the hills and also kind of promote that leave the trails better than the condition you found them in. So, yeah, uh, Ty was talking to me beforehand. He said that one of the things he wants to get across is the tread lightly and makes the trails look good. And he actually mentioned to me a couple of things. He goes, oh, it's different here in other places. You know, if it rains out, you can't go into trails or if it's a, uh, it's a riverbed. You can't go there. I, I did mention to him that's that's like almost everywhere now. There's a there's a lot of trail maintenance and trail cons conservation you have to watch out for. And really, it's just a good rule of thumb. Just tearing up land is not a good idea. Am I right, Ty? Oh yeah, yeah. So Ty is a little younger than the average guy. So, Ty, you're what 25? You said? Yep, 25. Okay, so you probably weren't at the first Jeep Club. That was you know, 16 years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I was 10 years old. <laughs> so where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Illinois, a small town called Philo. It was a farm town, uh, about 1,200 people, and I made my way out here. I used to be a chef, and I was cooking quite a bit. I went to school for it in St. Louis, and I was offered a job to work in Custer State Park, where all those wild or the buffalo you're wanting to see are at. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I did that for a while. Eventually, I decided I really want to find a way to put Jeep on my resume, so I work at the local Jeep dealership here, and I partnered up with Black Hills Jeeps to kind of learn the ins and outs of the off-road community here and kind of get affiliated with the club. Awesome. So are you, you're just a member? Are you an officer of the club? or I'm just a member. Uh, one day, you know, I'd like to work hard and get into being an officer of the club, but that's one day. <laughs> How big is the club? Is it 10, 15 guys or gals? It's about 10, 15 guys. Um, guys and gals. It's 
some families with it. Uh, we've kind of, we've been on the grow, uh, growing a little bit more. It used to be a pretty big club and then, you know, things happen in everyday life. And so we shrunk down a little bit, but I think we're on the growth side again. So. And you, you work at a Jeep dealership, so I'm guessing you have a yeah. brand new JL then, right? <laughs> I don't. I've actually got a 2000 Cherokee XJ. Uh, I absolutely love that thing. That was, you know, my first Jeep. I picked it up about five years ago in Broken Bow, Nebraska. Uh, had 77,000 miles on it at the time, and I picked it up. And about four or five years later, uh, I've put about 100,000 miles on it going out and exploring. So Wow. Yeah, it's been the rig of choice for me. And is it a two-door or a four-door? It's a four-door. Uh, it's solar yellow. That's It really sticks out. Uh, it's on four and a half inches of lift. It's got 33s. Uh, mid-arm kit by Skyjacker that was sold like back in the early 2000s. Uh, Spartan locker in the rear. I'm about to re-gear and throw a limited slip in the front. So it uh, gets the job done pretty well. And it has the four-liter, I'm guessing? Yep. Oh, yeah, it's got the four-liter in it. Uh, is it a stick shift or a manual? Man, it's a, it's a stick automatic. shift or auto, okay. It's so, automatic. When I look at the XJs of that generation, they look a lot like the TJs on the inside. Am I right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the tombstone <laughs> and everything in the center just really screams TJ. <laughs> yeah, the um, I, have a, I have an old one, TJ, so right in the same neck of the woods. I think it's the yeah. per- perfect year in my mind. But, um, yep. uh, but the XJ, so the, the club you're in was kind of a lot of XJs, right? Yeah, that's uh, to my understanding. The beginning it was uh, they had several XJs, and it just kind of steamballed into our steamrolled into uh, what it is now with all Jeeps. But yeah, yeah, it's so funny. The um, XJ market is amazing to me because I watch a lot of like the Mika model auctions and stuff yeah. like that. And the XJs are like the next thing. If you have a clean XJ with under a hundred thousand miles, you're getting mint money for it. They're and... blowing up everywhere. <laughs> People are trying to snatch them up. But it's it's one of those things where if you're gonna go off road, if you can pick up something like that for say ten grand or less, yeah. uh, if you you know I think I watched TFL guys and they picked one up for three grand and they had like ninety thousand miles. I forget it was. Yeah. I looked at I watched the episode. I'm like, I'm like I would buy that right now for my kid if I could find that exact vehicle. <laughs> I think everybody saw that like I want to do that same thing. So yeah. I have a soon to be sixteen year old. If I get one of those um, in my hand in my household, that'd be great. Uh, just because oh, yeah. I think they're a great vehicle and I know how to work on them. You know, it's if it's yeah. mainly like a TJ, I make like, I'm good to go. I can, I can figure that out. So yeah, <laughs> and you have a YouTube channel too, then right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's called Judith the Jeep. I try to upload every Sunday. Uh, it's just starting out. I'm still figuring out like all the editing and the camera process. So, uh, hopefully I'll be able to improve quality as time goes on, but yeah, it's, uh, what what do you record for your YouTube channel? What do you record? Uh, Mainly like the, just getting out in the Jeep. I talk a lot about Cherokee stuff. Like, uh, last week I went and pulled some heated mirrors for it from a junkyard just because they're hard to find. Uh, just stuff like that, you know, going out and exploring, camping, uh, you know, talk about the mines that are hidden out here. Just really overall what you would do in a Jeep in the Black Hills. So I'm looking for you right now. So, I'll, oh, there you are. Uh, yeah. 27 yeah. videos. I'm going to go ahead and watch them all. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are very beginning. When I first started uploading, um, it was I had had like a little really cheap like walmart action camera and i was going out to telluride colorado showing like black bear pass and all that i was like i gotta record that so i just threw it up on my roof rack and then next thing you know we were in moab utah and uh just took a really big road trip 
<laughs> and you recorded the whole thing or yeah yep i just threw it all like just a bunch of little you know trails that we had done and put some videos up on youtube and it went well for a while and it kind of tapered off and then i picked back up on it mm-hmm. uh, pretty heavily yeah well it's cool well it's better watching that than what's going on in the real world right now so <laughs> i try to keep yeah. this as a uh an escape from what's really going on and uh, that'd be nice to watch i wa- i watch a lot yeah. of youtube i don't watch regular tv unless it's a sports show and uh, yep. there's not much sports going on today, so <laughs> I am moving on to uh, watching other stuff. So you wouldn't believe the YouTube habit I have. And, you know, I'm, I'm like a 12 year old kid for how much YouTube I watch, but it's only stuff. It's exactly what I want to watch. And I think it's just the future yeah. of what's going on. I watch a lot of stuff about Montana farming, of all things, okay. and yeah. uh, these guys out in Montana that I watch. I just love their stuff, and uh, I watch a lot of Jeep stuff. I have Motor Trend Television also, so. I count that as YouTube also, but really it's not YouTube. But yeah, uh, Motor Trend Television is wonderful. But I'm already caught up on the shows I like, which is really bad. Wow. So I had it for like two months. I like watched everything it's that I wanted to up. watch. Caught up. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah. Judith, the G- Judith is the name of your yeah. Jeep, I'm guessing, huh? Yep. Judith the Jeep. Uh, me and my fiance, well, now fiance, we were out. One of the first times we had taken it out, bone stock. And I was like, well, we got to come up with a name for this thing. It's got to be some elegant, old like just explains the Jeep and we were bouncing names off. And I think we both kind of just landed on Judith. <laughs> so, yeah. No, is it your daily? Uh, no, not anymore. I daily drive a 2004 Grand Cherokee. Uh, it's, you know, quadra or quadra drive and all that fun stuff. So uh, working at the dealership, we get the wholesales and stuff like that. And, and it got traded in and I picked it up. Uh, I really like the like 2004 and under for Jeep. That's probably my favorite year. And, to me, that was a or seemed to be a good daily for around here for someone that gets a lot of snow. So is that a is that the four point or is that the four seven four seven high output? Okay, so it's got different heads, crankshaft, I believe pistons, and so a couple other things give it a little bit more horsepower, and it's a little bit better on the reliability. It doesn't drop valve seats near as much as the regular four seven. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you know that. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I did my research. <laughs> and one of my sponsors is a Jeep dealer, a used guy in Minnesota, used Jeep dealer, yeah. dealership. And he, when he was here telling me about different Jeeps, I was just floored by the things he, he knew and talked about and rattled off. And he even said, yeah. he was telling me things about the 3.8. He goes, it's not as bad as people think. It's this, this, and this. Just change the oil more often than you would a regular vehicle and you'll be fine. And so he's, yeah. he's just, all these things that other people are worried about, he's just like, ah, that's fine. And, then another guy came in and he had a YJ. My other guy, yeah. Chad, uh, was talking about his YJs. And he had Dana 35 in the back. He goes, not as bad as people say. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So it's kind of funny how we, you know, outside looking in, people are like, well, I would, I would never get anything but a Dana 44. And he's like, nah, you're fine. Keep going until it breaks. You know, yeah, if you have a choice, yeah. you know, don't put a Dana 35 in. But, yeah. you know, if you have, if it's already has, it's not the worst thing in the world. So yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah. I found it interesting when people on the inside really know, they know the details about it. So it sounds like you know what you're talking about there, too. Oh, yeah. How'd you get into uh, off-roading? <laughs> so it uh, started off, I was going out. Um, my first year out here, I had a little two-wheel drive, single-cab Ford Ranger. <laughs> and one day, I was out, uh, just out on two track, trying to find old mines that someone I worked with had told me about. And I ended up getting really stuck, really stuck. And... Uh, I went the rest of the summer. I got out eventually. I had a friend with a Jeep come get me. And uh, after some time, I was coming back and forth between here and 
home in Colorado to for work and I came back for the summer and I was like, I should get something with four wheel drive. I wanted an SUV. I wanted something that if I were to be on a road trip and it breaks down, I could go to a parts store and to a junkyard and find the parts. Mm-hmm. So did more and more research. I narrowed it down to a forerunner or the uh, Cherokees. And I don't know, something about the, the looks of the Cherokees just set me on it. So I picked one up and, you know, going out, exploring all the mines and all the two track. And it was almost like if you give a mouse a cookie, uh, I got stuck again. I was like, you know, I should get a winch and some tires. And then I was like, maybe a lift kit. Then I got uh, some damage on a, a rock crawling route. And I was like, oh, I need rock rails. And next thing you know, I was like, wow, I, I need a new daily. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started. It just kind of snowballed into being a hobby. What started off as trying to get out and explore the hills turned into its own hobby that I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I mean that's that's what jeeping is all about. Uh, you 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 buy a jeep and it's stock for about three minutes. <laughs> you, yeah, you know it's, I love those before and after pictures. People will talk about you know this is the jeep I when I bought it. Here's what it looks like now. I just, yeah. I love those because you know one thing leads to another, and then you get into a jeep club. And you know I have my my group of guys that we we all get together and work on our jeeps together. And and um, yeah. now, now we have a jeep club, the Crossroad Off Road Jeep Club, which is four people. But um, <laughs> uh, anyhow. It's funny how we're like, well, you know, one guy picks something up, and then, or my buddy texts me one time, goes, "I want to put a winch on it. We should buy winches together." And then five minutes later, I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead, buy them," because he found a way to get a deal on some winches. And so, yeah. and then we had, we had a winch party, and then we said, well, "Let's get lifts," and then we did lifts together. So, uh, kind of snowballs from there. Now we're now we're Craigslist Craigslist fiends. We'll be looking at Craigslist and like, <laughs> "You need this, you need this." And I think I, yeah. you know, for one of my buddies, I found him a top, and then my other friend Wade found him tires for him. They go, "You need to buy these tires and wheels; they're perfect for you," because he needed tires at the time because he he gassed one. And so, sure enough, he went and picked them up. So we kind of look out for each other on that, and that's that's a beauty yeah. about being in the club is you, people know what you need. <laughs> so, oh yeah, <laughs> but, always watching out. Cool. So yeah, now let's let's get into the trails a little bit. That's out by you, and, and so. The reason, one of the reasons I want to talk to people about South Dakota is everybody I talk to says South Dakota is like the nearest cool place to go, you know, yeah. and, and doing this podcast, I also found out that Northern Michigan is only four and a half, five hours away from where I live. And I, it blows me away. I'm like, it's only, that's that close. I mean, I have to go. So this yeah. summer I got to go to Northern Michigan, but then I know that I'll be going to South Dakota also. So tell me what the trails are like and which one's your favorites and kind of fill me in on the trail yeah, situation. So the trail system, we're really lucky to have what we have. Uh, we've got everything from, you know, a nice, beautiful Sunday cruise, overland trip, go out camping and see sites, uh, get to see a lot of history. When I say history, you know, this was where the gold rush really took place. Uh, you've got mines that were popping up in structures and buildings from like the 1870s uh, that were abandoned, like the early 1920s and such. But you get to do things such as that, or if you want a challenge, we've got things that are white knuckle wheeling. You can get out uh, one particular trail that I do want to bring up called Kong. Uh, Seems to have a pretty cool history. It's been around for a long time. And the gentleman I got to talk to that really kind of him and another gentleman had discovered it. And the first time they ran it, he says it took him 16 hours to run it for the first time mainly because halfway through the battery of their vehicle had died, you know, winching so much and they had to have another <laughs> Jeep bring it in. 
And that Jeep ended up tipping on its side from trying to bring him the battery. <laughs> so it was, uh, that was, you know, Kong. So there's tons of really difficult trails that you can get into, but there's also stuff where if you've got a, a bone stock JL uh, sport, and you just want to go explore. You can do that and you can have an absolute blast doing it. So there's something in between for everybody. Let's talk about one of the ones that you have a stock Jeep. That's nice scenery yeah. route. Let's talk about one of those trails. What might you recommend? Yeah, uh, one trail that I always recommend just because it's really scenic. It's nice to, there's one section where you can pop it in four low for a little tiny hill climb up. Uh, it's called Bear Mountain. Now, I should have written down the actual trail number, but if you give it a search uh, on Google, just Bear Mountain and Custer, it'll pull it right up. And it's a nice little trail. You get, especially in the spring, you get to see a lot of the flowers, the wildflowers popping up, and uh, some really cool views. And when you get to the top, it's, uh, the Forest Service has a fire lookout tower up there. And the people that are staying there watching for smoke around the hills, they are always really excited when people come and visit. I remember I went right when the trails started opening back up from the seasonal closure. And I get up there and we talked, I think, almost like an hour just about uh, how they use the certain equipment they have up there to spot fires and things such as that. So it's especially if you have kids like. It's a great trail to get out, have a really easy day, eat lunch at the top, and then go back home or go the other way down and um, just really explore the area. You get to see Harney Peak from there or Black Elk Peak. You get to see the needles. You can see all over the southern hills from that point. So it's a really cool trail. Yeah, I'm looking at it on my phone right now, and there's a lot of green around there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're not too far. From, is that Wyoming? Yeah, yeah. And you're right uh, yeah, right outside uh, is Newcastle, Wyoming. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I like to look while I'm listening. I'm, people are probably driving in their car right now wishing they could do this. But while I'm you know, listening to some podcast and, and while I'm talking to the people I have on, I get my phone out and I start Googling it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking on the old map right now, see where it's at. There's a lot of twisty trails there. Uh, th yeah. Is this dirt roads that I'm guessing? Yeah, so there's the main road is a dirt road whereas there's like a back way which is shown on avenza maps which is something i'll kind of touch base with um if that's all right yeah. and yeah it's it's more of like two track it does get some mud but you know just the tread lightly standards apply there and then once you get to this last section it's like one switch back and you got a nice little uh ascent up to where the fire tower is and it's a little rocky i mean you know nothing that is stock jeep i mean even a I bet a, a Grand Cherokee could make it up there. My little 2004 has. So uh, <laughs> it, I think a, a trail that would be great for beginners if you've got a capable four-wheel drive. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Full disclosure, if it's like really hot out or my wife says no to the TJ, we might be driving either my pickup or, <laughs> or her 2017 Jeep Grand Cherokee out there. Okay. So we might be – that's why I asked you about easy trails. I'm going like, uh, what's, yeah. what's like a really one that's – my wife won't get worried if we take her Jeep off-road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bear Mountain, for sure. That's one of my favorites uh, as well. I mean, I honestly couldn't pick an absolute favorite, but that is one of, like, the top five. So and That looks like it's just west of Custer, uh, yep. kind of west by northwest Custer. And uh, I'm yep. not sure how many miles it would be outside of town there, but it's not too far. No, not at all. It's kind of by uh, – there's a Boy Scout camp as well. You'll see a sign marking uh, whenever you're going down the road, so – it's uh i'm fully like wholeheartedly believe uh doing research before you go to an area that way you learn about the area 
Uh, you get to learn some of the history and you know for a fact where you're going to be. Uh, when I first started trying to find the trails here, uh, I was before I even knew of the Jeep clubs and I just would spend hours uh, reading online trying to find where these trails are. And so whenever I got there, I kind of had an idea what I was getting into, knew what was around the area. So that's something I always try to preach to people that are wanting to come here. Hey, a quick note from our sponsors. First off, I want to talk about Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. Something they're doing on their website, or actually their Facebook page right now. If you go to their Facebook page, there's a real cool video on the difference between diff covers on your stock versus an aftermarket diff cover, kind of how the aftermarket uh, is a little bit superior in some cases. So take a look at that. We, we're all in the small business world. We're all trying to kind of make ourselves stand out a little bit more and do some different things during this uh, just crazy time that we're in. And so I invite you guys to watch that little short video on diff covers. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor, uh, Motors and More Jeep in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. Uh, they got some great deals on some vehicles right now. Something else they're also doing, they're trying to set up some private appointments. So it's really just, uh, you know, there's not as many people hanging around the dealership at that time. So uh, if, you like, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, uh, hit up Motors and More Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota. They also deliver. They'll find you the right vehicle for you. Uh, and if you do buy a Jeep from them, you do get a $500 credit towards Zeus Off-Road. So uh, if you already have a Jeep, you want to get some work done, hit up Zeus Off-Road, work with them a little bit, get your work done, and you, you might get a free hat or t-shirt from those guys. So I always like to support our small business partners that I have in my podcast here. And uh, those are the two guys that are two companies that uh, I get to have a privilege of working with. So again, that's more and more Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota, and Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. And where are you? Where, where are you located? What's your? Uh... Uh, I'm in here in Rapid City. Um, I lived in Custer for a while, oh, but I am now here in Rapid City. So okay. I get to go out and explore both sides of the hills. <laughs> so how far Rapid City to you know basically Custer? How far of a drive oh, is that? Like, I'd say about 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. However, Rapid City is like right in the middle. I'm about an hour from Badlands, an hour from Custer, an hour from Deadwood. So I'm like right in the middle when it comes to getting out to some of this stuff. Yeah, I can see it. You're like right in the, right before the hills start, looks like, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Right on the foothills. Okay, cool. It's kind of like Denver. Denver's like right there, but you can yep. see all the mountains from Denver. You know, it's, yeah, it's... like I, I can see Blackout Peak from where I'm sitting right now. So it's, it's awesome. I love living out here. Well, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, awesome. So uh, what's another trail that you might recommend that's a little more, a little step up from that? In case there's some listeners out there that says, you know, I like the stock idea, but what's like a step up from there that's a little yeah, more off roady? Uh, this one, it's an in and out. It's kind of by Sheridan Lake. It's actually right across the street from one of the parking lots. It's called Dugan's Prospect. I recommend, I actually uh, had some friends come out from Illinois. He brought his TJ. There's a TJ on 31s, and I believe they were, uh, gosh, who makes it? They had some aftermarket fender flares on it. Uh, that allowed him to run 33s with stock height suspension. And we took his Jeep down there, and it did just fine. Uh, Dugan's Prospect, you do get into a little bit more rocks. It's an in and out. And uh, it takes you know no more than – I'm grossly overestimating how long it would take, but I'd say no more than two hours. So, Okay, I'm trying to find Dugan's Prospect on here, see if it pops yeah. up on the old maps, and it's not. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, guessing – I've got I'm... a little Google – maps for you i can get pulled up here oh you got google okay that that's all i was just gonna say i don't know if it's on gaia gps but if it's on google yeah that, that might be a different one too okay. oh perfect state up i can pull up uh avenza maps is a program that we use out here 
Uh, I don't know if that's – is that something that you – Explain that. Out in Explain that one to me. Okay. So Vinza Maps is an app uh, that you can download from your app store, and it's an offline map system. So you can download the area's maps, uh, the MVUM trail maps, for free. And when you get out in the hills and there's no cell service, you open up a Vinza, and it's still going to show you where you're at and where you're going on the maps that you have downloaded. And I believe it is a essential tool for exploring the Black Hills out here because you're always able to see where you're at, make sure you're on trail. And our trail system, we've got quite a few trails, so it's easy to get lost out here. Can you um, can you uh, spell that for me? Because every time you yeah. say it, I, I think you say fins in that, but you're not saying fin. Oh, it's uh, Avenza, A-V-E-N-Z-A. Okay, I never heard of this one. So, yeah, Avenza. it's a, a free free one to download. It is uh, the App Store. You know, it's free to download. The maps for the Black Hills are free to download as well. And I think it's an awesome system once you figure out how to use it. So I've been using uh, it for a while, and I recommend it. Okay, I've been talking a lot about Gaia, but Gaia has a, a fee to it, and uh, I haven't paid for it yet because I haven't had a chance to even need it because everywhere I go is right where I'm at. So. Um, uh, use what you an app. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah. I'm going to check this one out and yeah. uh, see how it goes. But if that's what you say, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up and use it and go from there. Yeah. yeah. I really recommend it. Cool. Well, that's what we want to hear what you might, you like. So, <laughs> yeah. And what's the uh, scenery like and kind of paint a picture for us in detail on what we might see out there. So it really, the, my favorite part about this area is it's such uh, a vast, I guess, scenery. You can go to the northern hills and see these giant, um, I guess, worn away pieces of like granite and almost sandstone looking material in the Spearfish Canyon area with towering pines and uh, the creeks running below filled with, you know, rainbow trout and brown trout, um, which is a blast to fish for. Tons of hiking and old abandoned mines in the area. And then you continue down south towards Custer and you get into this area where it's red dirt that's exposed underneath and it's more of a almost like you feel when you get to the hell canyon area as it's called you almost feel like you're in a western uh when you're out jeeping and exploring because it's a little bit more dry there's a little bit more prairie grass in there the trees are a little bit more spread out um and then of course you get out to the badlands and the formations out there i i wish i could describe but when you're looking into those canyons you just see sediment uh, sedimentary layers that are just broken up and you can see just millions of years uh, exposed so getting out here and exploring uh, you said you've got a day to explore uh, there's just so much to see and uh, it's almost difficult to get it all in one day but it can be done <laughs> and I've, I've been to places where they actually tell you like how many millions of years old the different rocks are it's uh um, yeah i've been to teddy roosevelt national park in wyoming uh, yeah, and it's pretty dang cool. Like you'll see these rock formations as a, you know, 200 million years old or 450 million, like, like crazy old. And, uh, but it's cool. It feels like you're, you know, it feels like you're, um, Oh, Indiana Jones <laughs> a little bit yeah. <coughs> when you're exploring and going to these places. So I kind of, oh, yeah. I've been there and seen the things you're talking about, similar deals. And that's awesome. Uh, to know that that's out there. So, yeah. Uh, and what other kind of animals might I see out there? Because I know that oh. buffalo are on my on my checklist, but we, I'm, I've seen antelope before. 
Have you, yeah. what is there a bear out there? Will I see some bear every uh, now and again, or what? My also, no, that's probably one of my favorite things about this. We, uh, so I proposed to my fiance and the bighorns, and we instantly realized we weren't in the Black Hills. Actually, I realized I wasn't in the Black Hills because there was moose and bear and all these, you know, really huge animals that if they wanted to could, you know, end it. And <laughs> out here, uh, we've got the buffalo, uh, we have elk that roam pretty freely bighorn sheep there is rattlesnakes and mountain lions but i've been here five years almost yeah almost six years now and i have seen one mountain lion and i i think it was a mountain lion i'm just not 100 percent certain so the most you can see is deer and elk if you're lucky um the best place to do that is super early morning in custer state park if you just get out and drive the wildlife loop as the sun's coming up, you'll see the elk retreating into the hills uh, right before everybody else starts to wake up and drive the loop. So uh, the elk are, that's probably my favorite animal out here just because they're so beautiful and to hear them bugling at night and in the mornings is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I also think that that's the coolest sound in nature is an elk bugle. Yeah. <laughs> my boys know this about me while watching on YouTube. And uh, if you if you listeners haven't never heard the elk bugle, go ahead and YouTube right now. Uh, just be careful about your speakers, how loud you might have it. <laughs> uh, it is just crazy. So do that for a while. Then uh, yeah. then Google uh, a red stag of, out of Europe. And it's it looks like an elk but a, or a big deer. But it sounds yeah. like something's wrong with it when it screams. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> if you guys haven't ever heard a, a red stag, it'll blow your mind. It's hilarious. Because you're expecting, you watch the elk bugle for a while. You're expecting that yeah. sound. But then you watch a red stag, and you're like, "What is that noise?" Is have you ever ever heard that one, Ty? I have not heard that. Oh God, it's hilarious! After we're done uh, podcasting tonight, I want you to look up red stag roar, and you'll die laughing. You're like, "What is that noise?" It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. It's the coolest animal to see because you think it's an yeah, elk. Oh, yeah. You're like, "That's an elk," but it looks a little different. Then you hear it roar, and like, "Oh, that's crazy! That's just nuts!" So. <laughs> Um, and I, I've seen, I think I might have told the story on a podcast, but I almost got ran over by an elk before when I was deer hunting in Wyoming oh and, uh, great story. I, I like literally almost got ran over. I was within inches of it and I didn't even know it was above me because it was about two through two to three feet of snow. And I was sitting on the side of the hill watching elk waiting for a deer to come out. You know, I'm just watching these, you know, 40 elk and all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden I heard a, a huff and I looked straight up and I saw the underside chin of an elk. A cow elk, because I was on the side of a mountain, like the mountain's like very steep, and it walked yeah. up right behind me, and I'm I'm looking at the chin hairs within. I'm I could have slapped it in the face. I mean, I, I did not know it was there, and it was twenty of them behind me. But like I said, it was a oh, few feet of snow, so I couldn't hear it coming. I was like, wow, that's I almost got run over by an elk. <laughs> That'd be a bad way to go. <laughs> so uh, that's my <clears throat> that's my elk story, <laughs> but I love that. So uh, how often did, <coughs> sorry, folks, I got allergies. Um, uh, how often do you go out then? Uh, so I've got uh, two answers for that one. As a club, we try to get out once or twice a month uh, just to get everybody together and go out and enjoy the hills together. Uh, then right before Jeep camp, uh, we go out and clear the trails of all the fallen trees and whatnot. Um, but as, uh, as an individual, as myself, I try to get out at least once or twice a week. Uh, I, you know, I'll go out by myself on like the Thursday I have off. And the next thing you know, Sundays, everybody's off and like, Hey, let's go jeeping. And 
I'm like, all right, well, I was going to try and fix everything, but I guess we're going to go cheapen today. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. So the name of your club again is Black Hills Jeeps. Is that right? Yep, Black Hills Jeeps. And then, yeah, we've got uh, Jeep Camp coming up here. I believe it's June 13th through the 17th. I've got it written down. Yep, 13th through the 17th, which is pretty much an introduction to the Black Hills, uh, getting out with some people that know the area and getting to go Jeep in. Uh, anything again, once again, anything that's, you know, let's go for a nice historical Sunday drive to, Hey, we want to see how far we can press our rig. So it's a pretty awesome event. So that's, uh, what's the name of that again? Jeep camp. Yeah. Jeep camp. Is that like a, is that on your website or is that a, yeah, on yep, the Jeep? it'll be on our website and, uh, yeah, it's a really cool event. We get people from all over the, the country that come out, um, mainly just for the weekend. I think it's about, yeah, for four days we come out. Uh, we do tech on the first day, and then after that, it's just a lot of camaraderie out on the trail. So it's really cool. And is that, uh, is that part of Jeep Jamboree at all? Is, I know you guys have no, Jeep Jamboree nope. out there. But uh, we do have a Jamboree out here. Uh, however, and some of the guys that guide for Jeep Camp are also uh, guiding for a Jamboree as well, but it is a separate event from Jamboree. So is Jeep Camp your club's uh, event? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, an event the club puts on. Okay, cool. I was wondering about that one too. There's a lot of overlanders that kind of come through there too? It's starting to become uh, bigger, yeah. I would like to think, and I, I feel like this is a pretty true statement, that it wasn't until recently that this area is starting to blow up. Uh, even the last, you know, I think it was 2014 when I first started cooking, and it was busy, you know, a lot of tourism. But I feel like it just really ramped up as of recently. Everybody's starting to discover how beautiful it is out here. So uh, we're starting to see more overlanding rigs come out uh, before. You know, we had a lot of rock crawlers that come out here. Because this area originally started as being really popular in the magazines in the 90s for its rock crawling. Um, a couple examples, I suppose, were like Buzzworms, uh, which was a trail that is since closed. But uh, I've heard that. Uh, back in the day this was the spot to go and test your egg so yeah i mean uh, the people i talked to have been off-roading for a while so that it's a great place to go i gotta go check it out <clears throat> and overlanding as you know is all that everybody ever does anymore yep. uh, yeah apparently it's you have to overland but do you camp like if you're going to go to jeep camp or you're going off-roading do you stay overnight yourself in your xj yeah okay. uh yeah so there's we stay at the steel wheel campground or uh in the black hills you can stay as long as you don't have any open fires, I believe it's up to 14 days you can camp in one spot, as long as you don't have an open fire. So there's no open fire permitted in the hills. Okay. And uh, do you have an overlanding tent or rooftop tent, or are you just tent uh, on the I, ground? I don't. So I actually, about two years ago, I took a pretty big trip from here to Colorado to Utah into Wyoming, Montana, and then back here to, to be in the Jamboree. And uh, I had a little platform I just unfolded onto the backs of my seats, and I slept on that. I had a little pull-out kitchen, a little two-burner stove, and a shower up top, and that was it. And I ran it, I think we were gone for about a month, and just went, and oh, I've never been to Moab. Let's go to Moab. I've never been out to the Tetons. Let's go to the Tetons. So that's, uh, that's how that went. And out here, though, I usually just throw up a hammock or toss up a tent and camp. So Okay. Uh, you're young and have a good back. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so you get away with that. <coughs> yeah. But yeah, we get a lot of people that throw up like rooftop tents and stuff like that too. So I say that kind of kidding because it seems like so many people, like if you want to go jeeping now, they think jeeping is overlanding. 
And yeah. uh, overlanding's like, well, you have to have a trailer. You have to have a rooftop tent. And I've I've slept in my Jeep. I've slept in my truck uh, mm-hmm. for you know probably a half hour at a time. I haven't slept all night, but um, <laughs> I've slept a lot of different places. I slept on the stars in Arizona at my sister's place. Like the whole house was full. So my brother and I said, yeah. my brother goes, you want to sleep outside? I'm like, yeah, let's sleep outside. So we slept out in lawn chairs in a, in a side yard at her place in Arizona. And uh, she lives right next to, this is Yuma, Arizona in March. So the nighttime is great. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, I think it was uh, probably got down to 50 degrees. We had some blankets. We were fine. But she lives right next to a field of cabbage uh, or whatever they're growing that week. And uh, all of a sudden at 6 in the morning, the plane, like, I'm like, what's that noise? All of a sudden, whoa, right over our heads. And then like five minutes later, whoa, over our heads. I'm like, what is that? Here they're spraying the fields at 6 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother and I were like, what the hell is that? And uh, so we, we laughed it off and went in the house at that point. But we spent the whole night outside in Arizona. I thought it was great. Awesome. There was no bugs because it's Arizona. It was probably scorpions, but they didn't bite much. Yeah. So we were fine with that. But that was a... That was a fun night, but um, like it. oh, yeah, it was a blast. But um, so yeah, I think we got through almost everything on the list. Anything else you want to cover with uh, your club, or anything else you oh. want to cover? Yeah, just uh, really with the trail system out here, we're so lucky to have what we have, and uh, that's a little bit of the the history. I mean, the guys that went through and pioneered this area, they've worked really hard to get us what we have. Um, there used to be tons and tons more. But we're still very thankful with what we have, and uh, we try each time we go out to really just leave it in better condition than what we found it as for others to enjoy. So that's all we ask of you know people that come out to visit. That's all we ask of you as well is just you know leave it in better condition than you found it. We want uh, you know our next generations to be able to enjoy it as much as we are. So, yeah, that's a pretty constant theme I think with uh, everybody I've been talking to is as a responsible off-roader. Yeah. Um, is to make sure they keep the trails open and and, yep. and don't be an idiot is kind of like the easy yeah, way of sure. easy way of saying it because uh, the the non off roading public is very allowed and uh, mm-hmm. they will you know try to shut us down if we don't if we aren't responsible yep. and so yeah. it's up to us to kind of you know be our own best friend and not our own worst enemy and yep. uh, in, encourage the tread lightly program. And um, also now that I'm getting to know like the jeepers in different areas of the country from northern Minnesota to Wisconsin, now South Dakota, uh, I definitely want to meet you guys and, and meet some other people. So I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited to kind of get out to South Dakota. Hopefully I can link up with you when I'm out there. Uh, I know when I was talking to some other members of your club before, I said, hey, I'm coming out there July 10th. And they're like, well, I'll take the day off and take you out. I'm like, oh, oh I, yeah. I want to do that. So hopefully today I can get um, <laughs> a few people in your club you out. Your own little Jeep Jamboree coming out for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do that. I'm definitely going to bring my microphones and, and try to meet people and talk to people while I'm out there. Because uh, I get a kick out of when I listen to other podcasts and they go off-roading and talk to some locals. It's great. I just love it. And uh, I I listen to different podcasts as a as an escape from what I'm doing. I do drive for work from location to location for my day job. And yeah. uh, so I like to dream about Jeeping, though. If I could Jeep full-time, mm-hmm. if I get paid to Jeep, so... That'd be awesome. So share this podcast with your friends so that someday <laughs> I get a big enough sponsorship where all I have to do is go off road 
I, I would love that. Um, if I could teach uh, some of those guys on YouTube a motor trend a thing or two, or you know, Jeep with them, be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm right there with you. Those guys, I think, got the life. I just uh, get a kick out of it. But uh, at the end of the day, though, it's not paying the bills quite just yet. So, but if I could meet <laughs> yeah. some people and just have a good time, I'm fine with that too. So, well, Ty, yeah, Ty, thanks a lot for being on. This is Ty with Judith yep. the Jeep. Uh, you guys can find him on YouTube and. Uh, if you're gonna have like 15, 20 more followers all of a sudden, Ty, you're gonna <laughs> gonna have to kick up the quality a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I have to. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, keep up the good work on what you're doing. Uh, I think yeah. you, I think you did a great job today being on the podcast, and uh, I think your your uh, Jeep Club would be very proud of you. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, like I said, the I'm, I'm glad to have you on. So thanks again, Ty. Yeah, thanks very much, Mitch. It was uh, awesome to be. Hey, thanks for listening to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast brought to you by Motors and More Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota and by Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. Hopefully this inspired you guys to plan some trips coming up and help brighten your day. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks again also to Ty from uh, Black Hills Jeeps in South Dakota.